I'm gonna roll and change to see if there's a breeze Do interrogation like it says in chapter E Place my reinforcements off the board while well, they will start And after that I'll roll to see if I get air support If there's a gust, clear vehicle dust Recover stuff by picking it up Rally the broken gas Sometimes they during the rally phase Each unit gets one action MMC thoroughly attempt a during the rally phase If you're the phasing player Rally phase, rally phase Rally phase Green combine half squads with the leader Letty C. Picking up support weapons as easy as can be. Don't blow it. Claim wall advantage for the prep fire has begun. And buddy, don't forget, remove DMs before you're done. If I roll one, the gun will get fixed. If I roll six, the gun will get next. SMC, self release, sometime a during the rally phase. Try to deploy somebody. Broken crews can try to self rally during the rally phase. Maybe you will get lucky. Rup, 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 rally phase, rup, rup, rally phase. Rup, 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 rally phase, rup, rup, rally phase. Reminding on one or two to take shock off of you. On three or more, turn it over. Now your UK unconfirmed phone is still shot. They resolve it in the next rally phase. Check the tank when it gets knocked out. All one, two, three, it's okay. Else it's wrecked and the crew is toast. Rally my broken guy sometime during the rally phase. Crews can do a self rally. SMC, they can try sometime during the rally First MMC self rally. Remove my all of my DMs and of the rally phase. Hope to get heat of battle. Recover the drop stuff sometime during the rally phase. If they're in the same location. rally rally rally
Testing, testing. Testing. Come in, please. Testing. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to another exciting podcast episode of the Two Half Squads. I'm Jeff. I'm Popeye. That's <laughs> that is the second worst Popeye imitation I've ever heard. No doubt about it. We are the Two Half Squads, and this is the Two Half Squads podcast. That's right. And it is June 12th, 2023. And this is episode 322. I think so. They are going fast and furious. Rocking them. And uh, for those of you that are watching, you'll notice that we are not in the usual broadcast foxhole. We are in foxhole B, which is over at Dave's house. Thank you, Dave, for hosting tonight. You're welcome. Very nice, uh, special place here. We are clinking drinking. Oh, yeah, we are clinking and drinking. I ran out of the drink, but uh, there's more here. And did we say this is the one and only podcast dedicated 100% to the greatest game in the world? We did not say that because it's not dedicated 100%. It's dedicated 75% this time. Well, yes, but we have it in our hearts. We hold ASL in our hearts at all times. You do? Yeah. And uh, you know, do you know where I'm going Wednesday? Um. No, I know that's Prince Spaghetti Day, but no, I don't. Other than that, no. <laughs> I'm going to Cantini. Oh, you are? Yes, with Tom Barclow, who says there's a tank tour at 11 o'clock. A tank tour? A tank tour. Oh, okay. At 11 o'clock. And he said, I guess they probably won't be able to tell me anything I don't know already. Yeah. Which is going to be true about Tom Barclow, war gamer extraordinaire. Um, and we were just at Cantini, weren't we? Yes, we were. We took a, a the first, um, we have this thing we do. Can I say the name of what we do? We go to breakfast. There's yes. four of us that go to breakfast every week. We call it Breakfast Fight Club. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was the uh, last Friday. We took the very first Breakfast Fight Club ditch day in which we all ditched work. Well, two of us, <laughs> two of us ditched work and the others ditched retirement or something. And we took took a little tour. We um, there's some Civil War. It's not a Civil War site. It is a Civil War related site. Not far from here in St. Charles, Illinois, and in Wheaton, Illinois. It's where the Eighth Cavalry trained. I'll pop in these photos for the YouTube. Yeah, if that's okay with you guys. The Illinois Eighth trained there, and the Illinois Eighth very well known because they. Somebody from the 8th Illinois shot the very first shot at the Battle of Gettysburg, and the 8th Illinois also accompanied Lincoln's body as he was uh, touring the country on his way to his final resting place. And I'm sure they're known for a lot of other things, too. I'm, I'm, I am no Civil War buff, but we had a very good time going to Wheaton, Illinois, and St. Charles. Oh, I don't have the bell. Ding, ding. Oh, that's right. I have mine. I'll have to find it later. And uh, then from there, we went to Cantini. Yes, well, and at Cantini, I said, come on, boys, let's climb the tanks. Yes, they have tank. They have, uh, what would you say, about eight? Eight full-size, maybe ten mm-hmm. full-size tanks there? Ten to twelve, yeah. Yeah. It's very nice. It's a beautiful property. There's um, lots of gardens there. It's the former estate of uh, Colonel Robert McCormick, who was in the 1st Division the big red one. And he also later became, I think he was the editor or the owner of the Chicago Tribune and yes. McCormick Place, which is the, which is one of the biggest um, 
convention venues in Chicago down on the lakefront is named after him. Anyway. Yep. I said, let's climb the tanks, boys. And you're, we did. You're only you're not 62. <laughs> you're not too old when you're 62 years old. That's right. Unless you think you're too old to climb and fall off and hurt yourself on a tank. And this father and son standing there in the corner. Did you see them laughing? I, I didn't see them laughing. I yeah. saw them respectfully saluting your they, efforts. They started right right when I said that. And so here's a picture of me trying to get up the tank and Jeff having to propel me. Yeah, I gave Dave a little boost. They don't make it easy <laughs> to climb those, you know, and I remember that because I went I went to McCormick. I, I sorry, went to McKinty when I was in about uh, third grade. So 1965, the park had only been open maybe three years. There were just a couple of tanks there. And even then they were very hard to climb on. They don't encourage it. They like, well, they, they don't make it easy. They, yeah, they don't put ladders up. There's no ladders. There's no stairways, no escalators. What? The getting down was the interesting part. It was the kid slid off ahead of me, right? And I said to the kid, is this the right way? Uh, Am I going to be safe? Remember, he's like, yeah, you can make it. Yeah. But also, when we were at the graveyard, there was the mausoleum. Oh, yes. And Jeff went up to the mausoleum doors, and he was, again, I'll superimpose this so it'll be clear. Okay. And he's banging on the door, and I'm like... Isn't this how I Snapchatted it out saying, isn't this how horror movies begin? It is. <laughs> the very first episode of The Night Gallery had three vignettes in it. And the third vignette featured somebody pounding on the, actually pounding on a coffin with a secret code that would wake the dead body contained therein. Oh, okay. And it was, oh, it was scared the heck out of me when I was a wee lad. Anyway, so that's mm-hmm. what I was channeling that. As I was banging on those doors. I'm glad you took that picture. And uh, I'm sorry I didn't climb on the tank with you. I could have. You, 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 I don't know how you got, actually, I don't know how you got up there. You're in better shape than me. Well, well, you're thinner than me. I'm thinner than you, but you're in better shape I than me. I bike and I exercise. Yeah. I walk yeah. three miles. It's not yeah. like a lot. The only thing I do is carry around this the console for the two half squads and maybe my the rule book once in a while, which is is not nothing not nothing but it's close to nothing indeed and then after we left the beautiful cantini and it was a beautiful day i mean just a magnificent day we had we had a lot of fun we went with mike rizzi and mike lemke and uh on the way back home we stopped at white castle and i'm so glad because i was not going to suggest it one because you eat very healthily healthily yeah which is hard to do at white castle and so (laughs) I just did say, well, we would always stop here with the kids on our way home. And Jeff pretty quickly said, let's go. Yeah. And we like, did. Really? All right. Yeah. And Rizzy never had a like a slider. Yeah. He had never had one before, which is amazing. And I get mm-hmm. them rarely. They're not on this side of town. There are no White Castles up on this side of uh, no. Chicago. They're down farther south for some no. reason. There was one on Dundee Avenue and it closed. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why that is. Anyway, that was that was really fun. I'm glad we were able to go there. We got a sack, indeed, a sack of hamburgers. Ten of them. Ten burgers. Mm-hmm. I had two. And I, I had fine. two, and then two more late that night. Yeah. Are there any left in the? <laughs> you got no, them in the I didn't, freezer. I didn't freeze them. Oh, you didn't. Okay. Yeah. So the, it was very good. Day. And we were, I like the story I told Jeff about my going to Cantini as a. He went with me once as a chaperone. You remember that. Jeff went as a chaperone to Cantini to... When you took one of your classes, your eighth grade classes, I went as a... Did yeah. they call it a chaperone? Yep, you were oh, a chaperone. Okay. I felt like more like a policeman. 
Yep. <laughs> and then I told you about when the boss, the assistant principal was with us one year and I, I, I drove a separate car because at that point they wanted an extra car in case the kid had, had to go to the hospital or something. And you have to take the bus to the hospital. Oh, okay. Yeah. Exactly. You just drive the kid to the hospital. <laughs> and so then I followed down that year. And then the assistant principal was like, I don't have a lunch. I'm like, well, you always got to bring a sack lunch. And he's, I don't, hey, take me to McDonald's. I said, oh, okay. So off I went to McDonald's and um, driving him in there. I thought I'll get a Diet Coke, you know? I mean, yeah. I brought my sack lunch. But yeah, assistant principal. We got back and the woman lined up the field trip teacher. She was mad as all get out. Really? Because you broke the rules? Yeah. You're the backup car. Where did you go? Well, he, the assistant principal wanted to go to McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> so I took him. What am I supposed to say? No. He's my, he's my evaluator. He's going to spank you he's or my, paddle you or something. Yes. He's done. my boss. And she's like, yes, you should have told him no. You know, I'm like, well, I didn't feel comfortable saying no. Yeah. yeah. Plus, I didn't quite. I knew we could get back there and pick up an injured kid in like five minutes. So yeah. I wasn't too worried about it. But I can respect her point. But I wasn't going to tell him no. Yeah. So eventually she forgave me, but she was still mad at that guy. Every you would have made it in time for everything except for a slashed uh our femur femoral yeah, artery. Well, I suppose that, it's hard to drive fast enough for that. <laughs> she was probably thinking that worst case scenario. Depends, women are like that. Depends how well they can tie tourniquets, I guess. Yes, right? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Hold put pressure on that. They always do that in TV shows. Yeah, take off your shirt, put pressure on that. That'll help. Sure. Well, I had a McDonald's thing one time back when I was a rep. I was a sales rep and one of uh, in the audio business and our big line was Sansui Electronics, which was back in the audio days, it was pretty big, pretty big deal. And at the consumer electronics show, which took place down at McCormick Place. So this notice how all this is tying together. It is. This is like um the president of Sansui from Japan came over and his name was was Yoda, surprisingly enough, which I'll there's a little aside to that. His name was Yoda. I take that back. Sansui USA was Yoda. Sansui in Japan. I don't remember the gentleman's name. Um, anyway, he was over. Didn't speak much English. He had two or three people in his little entourage. And they wanted me to drive him to the biggest Sansui account in the United States at that time, which was just over the border in Wisconsin. They said, Jeff, you know, we're giving you this responsibility to drive the president of Sansui. He wants to see this biggest... I said, sure, I'll, I'll drive him. So they all got in my car and we're driving down the highway. And uh, how good is your Japanese? My Japanese is horrible. <laughs> or as they say in Japan, your Japanese is horrible. <laughs> no, um, I, I don't know any Japanese. And he knew very little English. So, but he enjoyed the sights. And there was, uh, as you go down the tollway, there was a big, um, like a bridge that connects both sides of the tollway with a restaurant over it. Uh, yeah. They, 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 an we call overpass. It a, an over, like an overpass. It's not for cars. It's just restaurants and it's, it hangs over the, there's uh, a word for tollways. Um, we called them an oasis. He used to yes, call the oasis, the tollway oasis. They took back them all the out, didn't they, they? Yeah. They're all gone now. But the oasis was coming up and it was McDonald's. And he said, Oh, McDonald's. I'm not, I forgive me for the accent. Oh, McDonald's we go to lunch and i said 
okay. So <laughs> see, who are you to say no? Yeah, I don't I'm not gonna say no to him. So we went and had, had lunch at McDonald's. He loved it. We had McDonald's and we stood at the big windows that looked out over the tollway so he could see all the cars driving underneath this overpass thing. And uh he he just had a great time. And then when we got actually when we got to my client, the biggest Sansui dealer in the United States, they also sold other appliances. He immediately went over to the deep freezers and he was opening all them up and looking in them. He's fascinated by the big freezers, probably bigger than most homes in Japan, you know, at, at the time. But he he was a great guy. We had a we had a good time, even though we couldn't speak the same language. So McDonald's. And did they did they appreciate that? Oh, they did. You took, I mean, your your boss. Oh, my boss was horrified. The the uh, president of, of Sansui America was horrified. You took him to McDonald's. <laughs> he wanted to go. I didn't want to say no. He seems like a swell fellow. I didn't want to disappoint him. <laughs> so there we go. There we go. Classic. Yeah, it was classic. Anyway. Well, that opening song, thanks to uh Yes. The two half spot singers. Yes. Okay, Megan. Megan and who else did we hear? Was that Aaron? Just in there? Megan. That was only Megan. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, she did a great job as usual. Yep. And of course, lyrics by Dennis Donovan. Thank you, Dennis. Brilliant song about the rally face. And okay. so now we thought what do we got? Schwerpunkt. Schwerpunkt. Such fun listening to your y'all's call-ins. That was fun. Yeah. We won't make them call in and say it again, will we? No, we can For do something different this time. Volume four and volume five of Schwerpunkt. Should we do them together? We'll do them together in a giveaway? Well, together in a giveaway. Okay. So this, these are again are from Matt Zaychek, who I guess we showed this when he first sent this package, but he says, this this hope this package, dear Jeff and Dave, hope this package finds you and your families healthy, enjoying the holidays, and closes a wide selection of AL scenario packs, which we've been donating, lots of them. Keep what you want and use the remainder as prizes or keep the podcast coming. Um, and P.S. Dave, this bag is all about you. And do you remember that? I guess we showed this. I, I didn't remember. We it, must so have. I was laughing last night as I dug in the box. Oh, yes. The blue there's, sheets of paper. There's six or so blue sheets. Yeah. Three ring punch that come with the ASL games. I think Isn't now that, that, great? that uh, color has officially been titled by the UN as Dave Blue. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, that's really Our good. listeners, there's yeah. nothing like you. We love you. We love you back. I know you love us. We love you back. So if you like these spare punks, Jeff, what should they do? Send us an email with Schwerpunkt in the subject line of the email, but you must misspell Schwerpunkt. Two weeks for them to do this? Yes. Okay. Yeah, have two it weeks. In, have it in by the end of the month. Six. That's fair. End of, yeah, June, June 30th. 30. Yeah. 30 days, half June. Yep. Because we, we do that. appreciate our sponsor, yeah. Bounding Fire Productions. Bounding Fire Productions, those guys are the coolest. Indeed. If you haven't been over to their website lately, then you haven't been over to their website lately. So go over to their website so you can say you've been there lately. lately. <laughs> they've got lots of good stuff. I mean, sure, they've got great new stuff like um, Operation Neptune. Great, which, which is... We'll be looking at a scenario of at the end yeah. of the show. And uh, Onslaught to Orsha, which is really must have uh, but they 
go back and look at some of the older stuff too, like the the Beyond the Beachhead and the High Ground stuff and Operation Cobra. Some of this stuff seems like it's fairly recent, but it goes back. I was enjoying thoroughly the Into the Rubble. I was playing with Tom back yeah. when he lived here. Yep. So. And then look at their LFT products, Bounding Fire Productions. Tell them the two half squad sent you, and that'll get you nothing other than a warm spot in your heart. Maybe you'll sleep better. Absolutely. We'll take credit for that. It's time for rules. You need the rules to play the game and put your opponents to they might seem hard, but that's okay. We're gonna learn them anyway. Well, Jeffrey, what rule do we have today? Believe it or not. Oh, I do. I believe we it. are almost done with chapter A. Is that right? Mm-hmm. We are on rule twenty-one point one, and there's only a few more after that in our to-do stack. Wow. Like nation, we're all the way up to the nationality at yes. the end there. And so then listeners could actually start playing because by that we finish that, you'll have now you can start playing instead after, of just looking at your ASL products. Yeah. After 322 episodes, you have to listen to we, all 322 we, episodes. We've it's got about to, 400 hours of content. All trained up. Yeah. You'll be ready to go. Well, rule 21 is about possession. Jeffrey. Under what circumstances may a minor demon take possession of an individual? Um, if the human being is, um, at the time, engaged in one of the seven deadly sins. That is a good starting place, yes. Uh, pride, sloth, um, avarice. Um, lust. Lust. Um... Uh, murder um, coveting uh -oh. um stealing potatoes yeah mr potato head it's making fun potato. of mr potato head i can't remember all seven. <laughs> oh, yeah so not that kind of possession oh thank the lord okay but <laughs> yes <laughs> um because i was gonna have more jokes about beelzebub and all kinds yeah what a good way they call him bub for short yeah it's bub oh. And we shouldn't even be joking about such a thing. Why? But, uh, any support weapon counter possessed by an enemy unit may be used by its new owner subject to certain restrictions. Possession of an enemy support weapon can occur only by recovery. And in what phase can you attempt to recover a weapon? The rally phase. That da, 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 uh, 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 It was in that song. Which support weapon, I didn't know this, may not be used by the enemy. So this is about 21. It's not just about possession. It's about ca captured weapons. So it's really talking about your en enemy taking your stuff. Okay. What can you, like what can not take? What can you not stuff. take? Which support weapon can they not use when they pick it up? DC close it's a single thing well aren't they all but it's a it has to do with language that the english french dictionary it's more oh field up. telephone yeah radio isn't they can't use well that, that. makes sense i guess Who like you gonna call can't you pretend like vlog 
I'd like you to call in OBA. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Or do they have like code words you have to tell them? Yeah, maybe. Tango file, a lot of Foxtrot stuff. Yeah, so you can't, know about Foxtrot. can't use an enemy's radio. Okay. However, there are penalties called Rule 21.11 malfunction, a captured gun, support weapon, or vehicle has its break, you know, B number and X number decreased by how many do you think one more two less 10 1.5 yeah wow two this game is complicated two two is correct oh that's right and that's due to which i relearned reading this rule set lack of familiarity well that's what i assumed yeah i would think and so. difficulty of resupply um that's just a fact. Resupply of ammunition. Yeah. Doesn't that make okay. sense? Because I, I, I captured your gun. Your runner's not going to run any more ammunition. For well, if I capture the gun, aren't you going to capture the bullets as well? Yeah, but not like resupply. Yes, resupply. You don't right. capture the yeah. guy that runs the ammunition yeah. to and from the front line. Well, what about an AFV? Is do you you can't resupply it because if this I'm sorry, this only takes unleaded. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah, right. Okay. Do ammunition shortage penalties. Now, that was a separate rule, which I think we did a few shows ago. Yeah, we did. Ammo shortage. Um, do those penalties apply to the captured gun or captured support weapon? Oh. That is a very good question. Uh, it's either yes or no. And it's no. It doesn't apply. Okay. It doesn't apply. Now they're just saying you have problems with resupply. Yeah. <clears throat> so I guess they're saying we lowered the breakdown number by two. Don't be. That's that's no, just, just yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yep. At some point they decide to uh, do away with the complexity, which is sensible. Mm -hmm. Performance. Do captured weapons reduce any multiple rate of fire capability? No. Yes. Yes is it's correct. Yes or it is yes. And by how many? So if the rate's three, it goes down one by one. Okay. To two. Did you mean it goes down by two to one? No. Or down by one to two? It goes down by one to whatever one less is than the than the rate of firing. And total two? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Correct. Do. Attacks by captured ordnance. This is bad grammar. Do attacks by captured ordnance use the red tit numbers or the black tit numbers? You know, I refuse to answer because it's bad grammar. <laughs> but I rephrased it. Oh, oh, I see. Um, red. Correct. Yes. Which, to be honest, sometimes I forget to use the red, even uh, with the normal nationality. We shouldn't tell all of the things that we forget to do. We could do a separate show called All the Things We Forget to Do While Playing Squad Leader. That would be a much longer show. Oh, the new annual is out. I went to Games Plus today. Oh, you did? I was going to snag it for the show because I saw Derek's already yeah. opened it up on the air. Oh, okay. And, and no luck. It's not there yet. So oh, man. Two Dwarven Crossbowmen. 
Remember Brad? Oh yeah. Didn't have, I didn't have dwarven crossbowmen. I had thirty-eight dwarf figures. None have a crossbow. I admire the way you shift gears. <laughs> one talk, one moment you're <laughs> ASL, and then oh, it's all gaming. Going in a minute. All gaming goodness. Well, I'm glad you found those. I, I assume you have to paint them two. up. You're going to try. Yeah, I that's all they had were two. It's all I could find. Yeah, mm. and yeah, I have to paint them up. And then <laughs> I got Chapter H, miniature rule book. You know these. Oh there. yes, the paperback pocket, yeah. pocket, the pocket size Chapter H yeah. with all the tanks. Because I'm that's where I'm going to keep that. It's in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was glad to, to grab it. Yeah. I think at first I thought I don't need it. How often do I reference tanks? And then I'm getting lazy going and getting the big, heavy book. Why is life so hard? Why is it so hard? <laughs> so, yeah, you do have to use the red numbers. Do they add a plus two die roll modifier to all the to hit attempts? Why would you do that? Because it's captured. Oh, so yes. Do they? Yes, they do. That's case K. Oh, my gosh. I actually wrote it in as a joke. Which case letter is that rule? Yeah. What case is it? Stump you. Like, who would know that? Yeah, who would know that? And yet you asked. I did. So I wrote the answer. It's H. Oh, I was so close. <laughs> it's case H. Okay. Case H. Okay. Captured. Yes, of course. I mean, everybody should know that. H for hat. Like these nice yeah. squad leader hats. Yeah. Two half squads hats. Uh, captured non-ordinance weapons. Again, those are weapons that don't use it to hit die roll are penalized only by the decrease in their breakdown number and rate of fire. They okay. don't have an extra plus two on right. the die roll. Okay. Now, there's also non-qualified use as well as this captured weapons stuff. So in a, in addition to, so it can be captured and non-qualified? Yes. Oh my gosh. So an ordinance weapon, which requires... And that's So this is if Ant B... Is on the field and she comes upon one of these things. Can't be like from from Mayberry. Mayberry? Yeah, did I tell you about that war game where? Remember what? the aliens at Little Wars? A guy made a game where the aliens, two alien groups landed. One wanted to capture Ampy and take her back to their planet because she makes the greatest pies in the world, and the other other group wanted to just taste the pie and buy one. Wow! And so they were both questing to go to win. They had to meet those conditions. Another player was playing um, the sheriff and the deputy. Yeah, Andy and uh, Barney. And he could do a great Barney voice. The guy playing yeah. Barney is coincidentally. And then... Now, man, here on the <laughs> rock, we have two rules. <laughs> he had to go get the bullet from Andy. Before yes, right. When the aliens landed, he had to first get the bullet oh, before he could do anything that's hilarious. else. hilarious. Isn't it? I don't remember this. Yeah. Well, the guy had a whole table set up and two alien ships like HO model kits he built and, and of course the painted little minis I grabbed painted some minis trying to recreate this but I didn't even get very far there's it. a guy with too much time yeah. on his hands well, and, as well, sticks would well, say the guy played the, the prison crew from that neighboring town yeah from Mount Pilot yeah, yeah. he had the pickaxes they were working on the road and then another player could play the not the Clampets. Who's the family in the woods with the shotgun? Oh, the Darlins. The, the Darlins. Yeah. He had all minis for them. Like yeah. The girl really? with the shotgun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Grandpa. Yeah. The brothers. That's right. So everyone had a little group they were playing with different, you know, I forget what the prisoners had to do, like try to escape in the chaos of the alien invasion or something. I forget. But 
Pretty good. That is funny. <clears throat> Somebody wrote me recently and said, did you notice on Andy Griffith that everybody was single? Andy was single. Oh. Barney was single. Floyd was single. Opie. Opie, of course. But Goober. Goober. Um, the only oh. guy that was married was Otis. And he was the town drunk. He's in my D&D campaign. I have Otis... And they, is he really? Do you remember when when the goblins attacked this little village? And yeah. They had to go up the river and free the nymph from the lizard men. The very first yes. thing I ran. Um, Otis was in that town. He was. His wife was captured and taken captive. Perfect. And when you returned his wife, he was slobbery kissing everybody. <laughs> wow. Okay. Hey, you're pivoting. Back the conversation. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. not. No, you, wait. You're right. Did on. I? You're, nope. You're right on. Get, nope. That was me. My bad. Go. <laughs> non qualified use. So if you have an ordnance weapon that yeah. needs a crew, a little 228 counter or something, yeah. to man it, it may be operated by non qualified friendly multi man counters or qualified enemy multi man counters by applying the 21. 11 to 12 penalties to their use. So at least it's the same penalties we already discussed. Yes. Okay. Captured enemy. Okay. Non-qualified apply the same thing to their own weapons or an enemy crew can grab the gun, <laughs> your gun and fire it using those same penalties. But non-qualified enemy multi-man counter may use these special weapons with what kind of penalty oh you'll never guess doubling or tripling the penalties we already discussed doubling doubling is correct so wow why the, would you even bother i mean you'd have to be desperate i think i think you'd have to be usually desperate. we don't bother picking up the weapon yeah that sounds like something that uh, bob bendis would know what to do and he would pull it off somehow yes yeah, so my half squad grabbed the enemy howitzer and started yeah. firing it at Sorry. double all those penalties. Yeah, but... and then but uh, turning it first in the woods. <laughs> Let's make it difficult. Now, two or more single man counters may fire a crew served weapon as non qualified multi man counter. Uh, say that again. Two or more single man counters. Okay. Two dudes. Yeah. Can grab. The howitzer, yeah. fire it as if they're a non-qualified multi-man counter. Oh, okay. With the basic okay. penalties, not the That's double. That's never happened to me. But may a lone single-man counter fire a crew-served weapon? No. Shockingly? It can? Yes. But only if heroic. Okay. Yeah. So, so no, he can't. You were right. <laughs> but he can okay. if he's a hero. If he's a hero, he can. Which is cool. That's pretty I cool. I remember the heroes can... with all the penalties, so I mean, yes, uh, yeah, but he, yes, I'm yeah, because it's in the same sentence. He's non qualified, yeah, yeah, penalties, but he can do it by himself. Regular leaders have to have two of them. Sounds like something I could do. I think so. If I was in that position, you know, just drop a shell in there, yeah, run around to the back, <laughs> pull this, pull the cord, put on your earplugs yep. first, yep. Two or more single man. Oh, we did that. 
Oh, exception. A lone single man counter may fire a mortar less than or equal to 82 millimeter as if it were a light mortar. Okay. Okay. Vehicles. How do you capture an enemy vehicle? You got to lay down in front of it. And then when the guy gets out, uh -huh. the other guy comes up and pushes him over backwards. Yep. That's the trick. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Works every time. Uh, or you or you wait till the British have their tea time. Yes. And you capture their vehicle. A vehicle can be captured only in the close combat phase. An AFV can be captured only if abandoned tea time. Right. It may be only captured automatically. Oh, and it's if there are no enemy personnel in the location with the abandoned enemy AFV. So if they're tea timing, they have to be sitting in the next hex okay. <laughs> for you to run up and take the tank. So furthermore, if there are no enemy personnel in the location, it may be captured automatically by any infantry unit in the same location at the end of the close combat phase. Okay. You just yeah. climb in. Climb in. Otherwise, an abandoned AFB can be captured only by a close combat attack, capture attempt, in a CC location, even though it is abandoned. So I guess if there's squads in there, you got to get in there and fight. Both sides could attempt to capture it, and therefore the enemy of both sides in that location would qualify as a personnel escort for the abandoned armor fighting vehicle's defense until it is controlled by one side or the other. So there's a tank in there abandoned. The Russian and the German both jump in the hex. Yeah. They got to duke it out. A CC attack against them. Do they get a plus one for their cover? Yeah, yeah that's the personnel escort. That is. Close oh, combat okay. the vehicle. Yeah, counts okay. as a benefit. Okay. A CC attack against an abandoned armor fighting vehicle is entitled to the neg one die roll because it's a vehicle with no man machine gun. Yeah. As well as the die roll modifiers listed in 11.61. The FE is assumed to be crew exposed and immobile as long as it's unmanned. So then I went and looked at 11.61, which is the rule that talks about the open top, neg two modifiers, the, all those kinds of things. Not, you know, a capturing a tank without a machine gun, so on. Now, this is a um, temporary driver. So we only need drivers for trucks and Jeeps. Is that right? They're inherent in the truck. Right. We don't have driver counters. No. So who drives an unarmed vehicle, like a truck, which is captured? Single man counter. Any single man counter. You think, but you just inherently you pretend did. one of the guys. Is oh, you do. Him. Okay. Yeah. Um. So it's a no cost to the multi-man counter. But the multi-man counter has to be in the hex. Yes. And then okay. we just assume one of them's driving. But who gets to ride shotgun? See, I think, he, I think oh, Steve McQueen. <laughs> it's, isn't he on the motorcycle? I'm thinking of him in um, The Magnificent Seven. He rode shotgun on with a, Ewell Brenner on the cart at the opening scene. On a chuck wagon? It was a wagon, yeah, but the wagon was going up uh, to bury somebody, uh, bury a Native American, I think, maybe at the funeral at the cemetery. A funeral chuck drive. wagon. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I think it was a funeral for a guy named Chuck. <laughs> it may have been Chuck's wagon. It possibly, I don't even. <laughs> yeah. Well, the unarmed vehicle can be operated by the new driver, even to the extent of leaving a melee hex. Just jump in there and drive it off. Dave, you're blowing my mind. I can't I even, I don't even think of this. I, I have never, so, I'm so naive. I have never captured a truck. Well, I've never taken control of a truck with a multi-man counter. Uh, uh, and anyone? Then, uh-uh. I just shoot them. Yeah. Blow them up. Yeah, and then leave them. Yeah. I don't say, come on, guys, get in here. and got to start trying some fun stuff like this. Yeah. Well, how often do you even come across one? Doesn't well, that drive it's, off it's not that you get there. It's not that often, but I, I like that. Uh, we played a scenario. You'll remember the name with, that had lots of trucks on it, where I had to get, I, I had to move trucks in. Yeah, it was it and, in the and we were playing the annuals. The this Japanese is as much ones? as I can describe at this moment. <laughs> what is wrong with me? I remember there were lots of trucks. There we go. Uh, I'll, I'll have to look back. I wonder if it was from that St. Louis pack. <clears throat> we'll look. Yeah, we'll look. So the, um, also there's, um, we're going to look at Spooky Chart 15 soon. Oh, good. It covers, I just stumbled across it again. I was like, this thing is really helpful. How, who can leave a melee when, who's not tied up? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if the vehicle is captured by a single man counter, does he become the driver? Yes. Yes. And that single man counter is rem is removed until the vehicle takes on a new crew or is abandoned. So you don't just leave them in there. Oh, you could. You could. Why, why wouldn't you? He's a good driver. He's safe. <laughs> safe driver. <clears throat> Temporary crew, 21.22. Teaching moment. An armed vehicle, which is captured, takes in a new inherent crew by removing the multi-man counter that entered it or exchanging or capturing the squad for a half squad. Should the vehicle be manned by a now-removed vehicular crew counter, normal capture weapons and red movement point penalties apply. Should it be manned by a now-removed half squad or infantry crew counter, is the movement point allotment halved or quartered? Yes. And is each attempt to start the vehicle. So you got these new guys in there. New guys. The non-nationality, -nat the different nationality vehicle. And each attempt to start this vehicle, is it to be preceded by a die roll of four or less? Wow. Than... Um, I'm going to say yes. Yes. Because I would think that those things are difficult to start. What about a Russian vehicle, though? If you roll a five... Well, there's an interesting thing coming up here. If you roll a five, then it's no movement allowed during this phase. Um, but the attempt okay. does count as a movement. Okay. You can't do it again. And a six, if you roll a six, you really screwed up. What happens to that tank? Did you get that? Wow. <laughs> You flood the engine. It's bogged in that X. Oh, it's bogged. So you can remove bog. Yeah. So it probably symbolizes like you flooded the engine or something, yeah. right? Yeah. Or you yeah. broke a handle off and got to You got to screw that thing back on. Yeah. Oh yeah, that thing. Right. Like yeah, like you know, from uh, the time machine. 
Yeah. The handle on okay. the time machine took up the throttle. So now here's an interesting, a Russian, Japanese, or, or Japanese captor has a plus one to this die roll to start it up. So were they not as well trained technologically on tanks? Um, I don't know. That's, that's, that's that would be one facts, to look man. up. That would be one to look up. Yep. And then should it, this tank be manned by a half squad rather than a vehicle crew, both the above movement and double capture weapon penalties apply. Should it be manned by an infantry crew counter, so like the crew from a howitzer go in the tank, only the above movement and cap and normal capture weapon penalties apply. So it's better to have a infantry crew go in there. Just that's all you gotta learn from that. Okay. It's better. Then you can okay, look it up better. when it okay. So can a vehicle captured by a single man counter be driven around if he's crew exposed? No. No. His arms are too short. That's right. To box with God. Yeah. You can't you can't drive it and stick his head out of the tank. No. No. Can't so, be done. It, it, no, the tank is then immobile. Can the single man counter counter fire the AA gun while he's crew exposed? Up on top. Well, not if they're driving. No, no, he's not driving. He's crew exposed. He can't drive. He's crew exposed. Yes. Yeah, he can. Yeah. But if not crew exposed, so if he's buttoned up, made the single man counter, then drive the vehicle. So, yeah, the question is, Obviously, he can't sticking his head out the top, but now he's right. down in there, sitting in the well. Seat. So we could say yes, but I think a lot that applies yes. to every AFE. Yes, some of those AFEs are a lot more complicated than a single driver. I, I think. Don't, yeah, I don't know. I know there's a driver, or a gunner, a, a and I'm commander. not sure how well the driver can. Well, I guess they could see. How hard they, can it? They be? could see. How hard can it be to drive a tank? Yeah, true. Oh, right. That's true. You and I could do it. They don't even have clutch things, right? So no. automatic. It's a, it yeah, it's an automatic transmission. Um, so may the uh single man counter may he or she fire either its bow machine gun or coax machine gun. If they're not driving, yes, they could. Yep. Yes. Um, exception is if it's a one man turret, then the coax machine gun main arm. If an armor fighting vehicle with a one man turret. May he fire both the coax and the bow machine gun at the same time? No. No. May a single man counter drive it off and then fire in the same player turn? Drive and shoot something? Mm. Same player turn? No. No. Such fire is not half due to fire by a single man counter, though, like the coax machine gun's not half. But a capture weapon penalties apply okay. to those. Yeah. If two or more single man counters capture and man a vehicle, is it considered to be manned by an infantry half squad? Two or more capture it. Do you just count it as a half squad? Yes. Yes, you do. And lastly, unless all of the single man counters are heroes, in which case, oh, this is follow-up to that last question. Yeah. So if two or more capture it, consider it manned by a half squad, unless all the single-man counters are heroes, in which case the vehicle is considered manned by an infantry crew. So the crew was the better thing to man it with. The heroes are the better things to okay. man it with. Okay. So that's a lot. Of this is why we don't have 
are we don't bother capturing enemies. Yeah, it's true. It's too, too hard. You have to look up Rule Twenty One. But there are times when I have played games very, very meticulously, where we'll take a half an hour to look up rules when stuff like this comes up, and it's still fun. It's just the game doesn't move. Yes, but it's I still enjoy that looking up and finding all the nuances. Oh, good. I mean, we'll take 20 or 30 minutes. Okay, found it. Yes, yes, he can do that. Whatever. I I, I enjoy those. Well, that's the rules. And now we have a new segment. Armored fighting vehicles Went along this hexa thing My armored fighting vehicles could be moving wrong on this hexy thing. All right, here's a couple of paragraphs from Chapter H to get us started on our new segment about armored fighting vehicles. On September 1st, 1939, Germany possessed some 4,564 AFV of which only 583 were armed with a 37 or 75 millimeter gun. The vast majority of German AFVs of this period had only machine guns or 20 millimeter armament. During the invasion of France, the German army fielded about 2,800 AFV against approximately 4,000 French and British. In the invasion of the Soviet Union, some 3,350 panzers were initially committed. These figures show just how effective the new Blitzkrieg tactics really were. Of course, the Blitzkrieg itself was successful due to the Germans' radical theories on and greater experience with combined arms warfare. Panzer divisions, the crucial element in Blitzkrieg, were entirely self-sufficient formations, an arrangement that provided greater flexibility and, in concert with the sound training and bold aggressive leadership, led to success out of all proportion to their numbers. Individually, German AFV were generally characterized by their engineering sophistication, sometimes to the point of needless complexity. This sophistication, together with insufficient standardization, which led to problems in mass production, made them time-consuming and expensive to build relative to the Allies' AFV. When they worked, they performed extremely well, but when broken down, they were often difficult to repair. Moreover, the persistent shortage of AFE after the first few years necessitated their almost constant use, thus exacerbating wear and tear and increasing the likelihood of breakdowns. Still another problem, uh, still another problem was the proliferation of different AFE types, especially tank destroyers. To illustrate, there were no fewer than 17 different types of tank destroyers having production figures of at least 60 vehicles and uh, and used in combat. Such variety must have been a nightmare to the supply and repair echelons. So, Germans excelling at tank use or creation? Yes. But Com almost too many? Too complicated, right? yeah. Yeah, so they can have some drawbacks. So, um... That's a fascinating history. They did a nice little write-up there. And then I took the Panzer 1B. So if you go to Chapter H, it's the first German vehicle listed. Um, 
so the dates it was produced were 34 to 41, 1934, 1941. Uh, size modifier, if you want to guess, it's very small. Well, it's not very small. It's small. It's small. So a plus one? Yes. Okay. Armor factor of? Oh, it must be low. Um, two? One. One, okay. Crew survival of two. Wow. And a crew of two people. Wow. And then the main armament was the coax machine gun with a rate of fire of one. And had wow. a smoke dispenser of six. Oh, interesting. So yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. I yeah. me neither. It seems okay. too early or yes. Um but so then tactically, even if this vehicle is later outclassed in your ASL scenarios. What should you be using it as? Smoke dispenser. Yeah, right? right. There's a note in there, N. The N has a subscript of F, which means in Nor North Africa use was the N. This vehicle is available in North Africa. Blah, blah. But the su superscript of F means it had fewer numbers available in that theater. Mm, okay. <clears throat> Important thing to remember about this tank, and it's a note on the vehicle listing, is it, you make two to kill die rolls on the machine gun column when using the AP to kill table. Okay. Only one die roll of your choice is used. So the lower, you know, dice obviously is what you're gonna gonna take. So don't forget to roll twice when you hit a vehicle. Uh <clears throat> note is I learned going to this really good website I'm sure you all know about, tankseencyclopedia.com. The illustrations in it looked a lot like the ones from books I've had on tanks. Like or, the Osprey books? or uh, No, the big fat ones. Oh, the big know, ones, World yeah. World War II tanks. And yeah. All page after page of color plates. Yeah. So you, you I use them for painting guides. Yeah. So we'll link this site. I'm sure a lot of you guys have already been there, you listeners and you ladies and gentlemen. Um, <clears throat> but I learned the only other German tank at the time was the sluggish and massive Nabafalzug. Nabafalzug. <laughs> and there were about 1,500 of those made. I hate when the number is odd like that, right? 1,493. Yeah. About 1,500 of those things. And I'm like, why have I never heard of this vehicle? Yeah. Well, I guess because it was sluggish and massive. And massive. So they didn't get a lot of battle time. Um, you can learn more about that on, on that site. There's part of the thing with the tanks is remember the Treaty of Versailles, which then limited the Germans' production of many things. And the Krupp Klein tractor. Klein, mm -hmm. the Krupp Kleinschmidt tractor, um, is described as a fast and maneuverable track vehicle. So they were making these things like to be tractors. You know, how do we get around the Versailles treaties? Ah, they did various things, if I remember correctly, like training their pilots in Russia. Yes. Or... I think they also built tanks in Russia, some. Yes. Like, um, 
yeah, to get around these. To get around. Yeah. So if you're developing a tractor, well, you know, it's it's just they were working on tanks. What's, so, that? What's that machine gun doing on the front of that tractor? Yeah. Uh, it's a, we have big mice <laughs> eating the corn. Yeah, the interesting. Hunting tractor. Yeah. So that was a fast maneuverable track vehicle that weighed about 3.5 tons, could achieve a 45, about 28 miles per hour. The hull was made of steel sheets welded together, armed with a 20 millimeter auto cannon and carried 500 rounds eventually when it was. As development proceeded, several prototypes were made of this thing and faults were removed from the tank and the turret was redesigned to fit two machine guns and armor was increased. And in 1933, the Panzer I was considered ready and an order was placed for 150 training tanks with another 1,000 combat-ready tanks being ordered up the following year. Neither of these orders were fully delivered. Um, so we can see, I think it's because it's got the two machine guns on the tank that it gets the two dice rolls mm. for the um, kill okay. number. The Panzer One was used also in the Spanish Civil War, which I think we all kind of know the Spanish Civil War is a big training ground for lots of troops and types of weaponry that were later used in World War II. It fared well against the T-26, which is a Soviet tank. And the vehicle's light and relatively fast maneuverable, so it's good at scouting and has good communications. I guess, that does that mean radio equipped? I forgot to double check. Yeah, I don't know. It's good for tactical use, and it fared well in Poland and Norway, um, historically, and against any army lacking anti-tank weapons, of course, with that thin armor, you know, if all you got is rifles, you're going to do okay. Um, so they have poor armor, and the French vehicles, as we know from playing quad de gas, um, you know, were, could could beat them in a head-on match. Which I remember being pretty surprised at when I got quad de gas. I didn't know that much about tanks, and then to see the oh, this Char B B1B's thing has a really good armor factor. Mm. You know? Yeah. And they have their own drawbacks. And someday on another installment of Armor Fighting Vehicles, we'll talk about those. Okay. And I had another question I didn't figure out is there are other Panzer ones. This is the only one I could find in the chapter H. So later games maybe came out with them or I just didn't finish the research on that, but that'll finish our new segment on tanks. I hope Thanks. it was interesting. It was very interesting. Thank you, David. I hope you learned a little something. It's kind of like a history report too. Thanks everybody for listening. We had a great time. Thanks for hosting Dave. Yeah. Thanks for coming on back over to this foxhole. Yeah. And maybe, uh, if we have time tonight, we can go and have a cigar. Ah, I think we can. I think it's time for a cigar. Have a cigar. I think you'll go far. Pink Floyd. These are going to be good. With just, just a little bit of scotch whiskey. We also smoked these in at Cantini. We did. Here, there, you, there's a spot here. Let me show you. Right there. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, there you go. I remember from Cantini. Yeah. Eight. Oh, yes. There we go. All right, bye-bye, folks. Bye. Remember to roll low. And rally well. But not, but when, not you're when you're playing on us. Bye-bye.